1: Oh, there's doings afoot all day, isn't there? There is a ton of stuff making news. So for the next hour, before we get to the cricket, this is the open line and you can put anything you want and discuss anything you want. Yes indeed, a very good evening to you. I hope you've had as good a day as you possibly can, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us. Uh, I hope that your day has been as good as it possibly could be, however you put it in, wherever you put it in. Uh, And we've got to get the first and most important thing uh, right off the top uh, to set the agenda for this evening, and that is happy International Dog Day to all the dogs. Um, What a wonderful day this is. And just from a personal note, um, I'd like to send my love and and uh and uh and all my heart out to the dogs that I've had in my life name Josh, Maggie, Bonkers, Ralph, Zoe and my future British bulldog um Frank who I haven't got yet but still hope to one day. Uh so to all the dogs out there, I hope you've had a great day uh and uh and you've been spoiled on International Dog Day. Now we've got the most important thing out of the way. For the next hour, I've decided tonight given everything that's been going on today that essentially the floor is yours one 736 736 No rhyme, nor reason, no structure, no agenda. This is an hour for you to get everything off your chest that you could possibly hope to do. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 If you want to talk Carlton and David Teague and uh, what has been an out-and-out disaster, if you want to talk Taylor Walker and the apology that he made today fronting media for the first time, if you want to talk about the AFL MVP nominations, if you want to talk All-Australian team that's being announced tonight, if you want to talk Five... Finals and preview these four incredible games that we've got ahead, then please one three hundred-seven three six-seven three six. If you want to talk Paralympics, if you want to talk Nick Dacos committing as a father-son to Collingwood, if you want to give me a nomination for who will be the player of the finals from your team. If your team goes deep, who will be your Gary Ayres medalist, the most important player from your team? Um Whatever you want to put on the agenda, however you want to put it on the agenda. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 If you want to answer the question, why is the All-Australian squad of 40 even ever announced? Why do we not just go straight into the 22? You can answer that. Normally we do footy Tinder on a Thursday, but we've only got an hour because we are going to head to day two of the England and India test. Uh, Adam Collins and the team are assembled, ready to roll. So this time is your time. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. The less we hear of me, the better. The more we hear of you, the better. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Mark. Well, let me just get this sorted. Marks in Bacchus Martian is going to get the ball rolling. You've got the new ball, Mark. Far away. Mate, how are you tonight? I'm great. How are you?
2: Well, you know, pretty deflated to be honest. After the last three weeks from the dogs,
1: yeah, it's it's been, um, but, it's been a bit of a mess, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, mate, it has. It truly has. But you know what? I'm in out of shock. I kept I kept my mouth shut all week, the last couple of weeks. Howie hasn't kicked Jordan sweet, a Luke Beveridge. In the ruck, it's it's mystifying. It is. It, it really is. So, you know, um, at the moment, Hannon's still in.
1: I'm not really sure on that call. Um, I would have gone with. I would have. I would have brought back your vice captain. I would have gone Mitch Wallace uh, into that role. So I'm with you on that one. And and I'm a bit surprised about the lack of a ruckman too. Um, Anthony Scott, Riley West and Ryan Gardner are the ins. No outs at this stage. You
2: know who he's stitched up? You know who he has dead set stitched up in my opinion? Who's that? Josh Shackey. He threw him down back against Melbourne. He kicked ass. Mm. He played the next week against Adelaide. Walker kicked, what, one goal late in the game. He then gets, what, hurt. Mate, seriously? And he can go in the ruck. And he's bigger than the guy he's going to play in the ruck.
1: Yeah, it, week. It, it, it's it's a good point.
2: He stitched point. him. And Norton, right? Yep. Can't kick for crap. The guy's it's a
1: defender. Just, hang on, hang on. Let First me, season on, and Mark, Mark, oh. Mark, let me get the dump button ready. I, I just feel like you're ramping up to something oh. that I may not be out of control. Um. Oh, because <laughs> he's got Shaky, right? The best right. kick for yep. goal in the comp set. He's got
2: Norton the worst set shot for goal. Norton played he's now in his third season, his first season for us, he was virtually all Australian centre half back. He destroyed everyone he played on.
1: Yeah, top four in your best and fairest in that year playing centre half back.
2: Oh And we're screaming at times that we need another guy down back. And we got a guy who's he can take a mark occasionally but he's been exposed now as a bit of a one trick pony and they worked him out. And he's killing us with set shots. Like, not only the fact it's a set shot, but it deflates the team. It does. They work hard to get it there. You're 30 out. You're on a slight angle. And then he pumps it wide. And the rest of the team just go, oh. It's so, it just kills you. And, and then we're playing a guy in the rock who should maybe be a, a guy, swing man, half forward, half back. Center half back, just you know, and we got Shacky not even playing. And at least he showed he's got what it takes to play down back. Yeah.
1: oh, and then he hurt his knee when he hyperextended. Mark, uh, uh, buddy, oh, I, I, I feel I'm... your pain, I, I, I empathize, I appreciate oh. you getting us off to a very, very strong start. A very strong start, Mark in back Marsh 1300 736 So the ins for the Bulldogs for Sunday's game down at Utahs 320. You'll hear it right here uh, on SEN and as part of AFL Nation right around the country. Make sure you've got that SEN app. So 320, Dogs, Scott, West and Gardner all in. There's no outs at this stage. For and Phillips, Caldwell and Gleeson have been named and it would be Aaron Francis' uh, 50th game. So no outs at that stage given it's a Sunday game. So the Friday night game for Port Adelaide, Orazio Fantasia in. Giorgiardi's out injured, Sam May's omitted, but I've got a sneaking suspicion that he might maintain that role as the injury sub for Geelong. Mitch Duncan back, which is massive. Max Holmes has been omitted and Sean Higgins was the medical sub and you'd expect him to uh, reassume that position and it'll be Tom Hawkins' 300th game and what a player he has been for that club and has become one of the most important and influential players in the competition on field, given what he does. Goals, kicked, marks inside 50, goal assist, score involvement. Go look them all up. He's massive in all those stats and even tackles inside 50. He's within the top 10. Uh, for the Swans, so Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kennedy didn't get up, and neither did Mills. So Chad Warner and James Bell to make their finals debut. Braden Campbell omitted after a quiet couple of weeks. Mills injured. Fox is the medic was the medical sub for the Giants. Sam Reed, Shane Mumford, and Tom Green come back in. Adam Kennedy's injured. Briggs omitted. Tanner Bruno omitted as well, and Xavier O'Halloran have been injured. Melbourne have uh, just haven't made a single change, and why would they? James Jordan was the medical sub for Brisbane. Though two big ins. Harris Andrews and Mitch Robinson and uh, Harris Andrews has had a very, very good year. Won't be All-Australian, but I think has probably just... Uh, snuck. It's a season that's interesting given where he ranks for key defenders on the champion data stats. But I don't know if we'll see him as All-Australian tonight but uh, he is as good as any in the competition in the key post down back. Archie's injured. Matheson was a medical sub and Ryan Lester has been injured as well. So those are the teams. one three hundred seven i have just opened it up tonight to say whatever you want on the agenda in the next hour the floor is yours. Uh, Bruce is in Alfred Cove in WA. day to you Bruce.
3: Hello, mate. Yeah, I just slipped out of the cave here in WA, mate, and walking the dogs around a beautiful sunny afternoon.
1: Happy International <laughs> Dog Day to you and your pups. <laughs> Thank you. Um, just a couple of things, Adam
3: Chira. I was been you know well, being a 20 year Fremantle Dockers member. I've been reading. I read a lot of the Victorian paper. We stream the CEN, Sen that over here, and I was to really interested that John Ralph wrote an article the other day about. the reckoned, oh yeah, fair swap for Chira for Pick. Whatever Carlton's pick, first pick was, but he's assuming that no other club's are interested. Now, the thing is, there's a lot of clubs still involved in finals at the moment, and and, not, and also clubs who haven't finalised lists and things what they need. I don't think Carlton's the only one that's in the race for him. And by the same token, I see he was named. cheer was named in the, the rover in this. The, the uh, was it the best 22 under 22
1: today? Yeah, he was. So. I think it's Sam Edmonds. Edmonds, Yeah, Sam Edmonds has been speaking a lot about this, Bruce. Uh, He's been reporting on this daily. That, and his strong belief is that Carlton really are the only ones in the frame at the moment, due to where they stand with what they want to do with their draft choices and where they can go in terms of salary cap. So Hawthorne have got pick five, and he doesn't believe that Hawthorne will go down that path. And then Richmond have got. I think, pick seven or eight. And they had been linked to Chera earlier in the year. Um, But I don't know if that's still as strong, that interest. So he believes that Carlton at the moment is still the ones who are firm in their interest and at the moment um, the likely destination. But that all could change come, you know, depending on what happens around trade and uh, when you're going into draft. You're 100% right. At the moment, Chera is four years ahead. And if he right now, as he was, was available in the draft, um, you would absolutely use, I think, a first-round pick on him so and maybe even a top-ten pick on him as well. He's had a career-best year, averaging 23 disposals. He's got bulk midfield minutes. You don't have to spend the money to develop him. He's already developed. He's ready to step up into the next phase of his career. So yeah. I think you make a great point, Bruce.
3: Well, uh, just one last thing. We sure. will be um, demanding <laughs> demanding fairly high compensation with me, Charlie. But just on another note, I was listening to the previous guy there. The Footscray supporter. Now, my son lives in Melbourne, and he's a mad dog supporter himself. lives in Footscray. Yep. And he's been saying pretty much the same thing. What's going on with not playing a full-size ruckman when you've got, you know, finals and stuff? So? He's going off his nut about that. So I don't know what's happening down at the dogs, but why wouldn't you have played this guy, guy Sweet? I saw not play the other week. He looked all right. It's interesting. At least gives you a contest.
1: Yeah, it's interesting with Bebo, isn't it? He, he does things his way, and he backs in his method. Uh, and he won a grand final doing that. I haven't won any finals since, or maybe one, if memory serves. But I don't. It's either one or none, anyway. Since that grand final in 2016, so he backs his own method, uh, and there is a method to the madness. But a lot of people, I think, are, are, are the same, scratching their heads, saying, "Geez, Sam Draper's actually had a pretty good year. He would probably ragdoll um, Young, no disrespect. Yeah, the going to play. No guys, disrespect yeah. to him. Um, yeah, and they're not even using English, rucking inside forward 50 at the moment. They've been going with Bontempelli, Hannon, and, and who knows who else. So... Yeah, that's... That, well, I that's...
3: think it was injured or something, carrying an injury or something. He tried his He's had a top couple round.
1: of knocks, copped a couple of knocks this year, and um, the the yeah, belief but... is that maybe he hasn't come back as well as he would have liked. But, Bruce, lovely to chat to you. Thanks for giving us a bell. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 is the number. Uh, Lee's in Waverley. G'day to you, Lee. Good
4: evening. How you
1: going? I'm well, thank you.
4: Just... Um just really surprised me. I know that David Teague, well, he's a dead man walk in. We've been talking about it for two, three weeks. And today, it's still the biggest news in football. Whereas you've had Tex Walker, he's finally come out and had a press conference. And most of the news uh, TV stations just skimmed over it in a quick five second little grab. Like, if we're serious about racism and mm. stamping out in football, we've heard the likes of Eddie Betts pour their soul out on numerous yeah. occasions. We've heard the AFL come out this week and say, yep, yeah, they got it wrong with goods. So we heard that again. And here we've had a former AFL captain, only eighteen teams, so he was seen as a leader up until twelve months ago, have a press conference and we've just all just that's just been hasn't even made the back pages. I just I don't understand. When it's more important to talk about a sack in, this is right across all the media outlets that actually touch in on racism and seeing what we can actually do about it.
1: Yeah, well, I know that Bob and Andy had it um, in there for the first segment that they spoke about today, along with what was happening at Carlton. So it was, you know, dual headline news for them today. And I think that's um, exactly where it sits. And I think you make a a really good point, Lee. We have been waiting to find out when um, Taylor Walker was going to speak, and and he has done that today. What did you make of his comments? Well, I haven't really
4: heard the whole press conference, because I've only got a few snippets here or there. But I'm intrigued. But for me, it's more about as to... How can he educate others? What are the next steps mm. he's going to take? And being able to share and put that journey out there because he's not the only Blake. There's plenty of others who make that mistake on a daily basis, just don't get pulled up on it. But being a leader is going to have a greater influence than what others have had who made the same mistakes. So.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll play a bit of what Tex Walker had to say. This was his
0: opening statement uh, this afternoon. Obviously, there's been some frustration as to why I have not been here um, as yet. Uh, there's been a process which I've had to go through to get to this stage. Um, there certainly is some confidentiality things in and around um, the conciliation process and the investigation. Um, so hopefully you can respect that today. And Before I answer your questions, I'd just like to say um, a huge sorry to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Um, for the pain and hurt I've caused but I also want to say um, thank you for the open and honest feedback from Robbie Young um, and the Indigenous boys at the Adelaide Football Club. So that was Taylor Walker today, he was asked how that racist slur could have occurred. Yeah look that's the thing that hurts me the most, how I've I've got um, great relationships with some Indigenous people um, and I've apologised and for me now I want to be judged on
1: what I do from here on in. And he spoke about uh, the conversations he'd had with
0: the Crows Indigenous players. The four Indigenous boys, they were really open and honest with me um, and I'm thankful for that because that's going to help me going forward and understand the pain and hurt I've caused to them and their communities. and that's what I wanted for I wanted them to be open and honest, and they were. I apologise and they accepted it. It's certainly the toughest thing that I've been through, but um, it's, not, it's not about me. It's about the people that I've hurt and caused so much pain to. Um, so, yeah, I've done things that um, I need to sort out my nice things and in, in my family, but it's the pain and hurt I've caused for, for the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. That's been the hardest thing is the how yeah, I've let my family down. How do they do that now? Do they Yeah, just the impact that's it's had on them and um yeah, I've I've got some work to do with my family as well. I've got some work to do. Yeah. I've hurt him and his family and community, like I have for all the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people so I've got some work to do and I'm, I'm gonna to go to work. So that was Taylor Walker explaining that it
1: was the toughest thing he'd been through, but it was not about him, it was about the people that he'd hurt, uh, describing uh, the impact it's had on his family and the relationship uh, between he uh, and Eddie Betts. Um, Bob Murphy spoke today about the idea that an education was a word that kept coming up, education, education. Uh, and Bob Murphy spoke really strongly today about that, Bob and Andy today. And you could clearly hear the anguish uh, in text as well. Um, But the idea that education was what was needed, it it would seem to me that given all the education that he has, I mean, he knows that... He knows everything there is to know in this space more than most. So it would more be an education about himself and about why that is something that's still ingrained in him and and a a, a way that he expressed a feeling and an emotion. So I'm wondering whether that's... And he did allude to that, that he had to learn more about himself and, uh, and educate himself maybe about himself. And as far as the best and fairest goes, the Adelaide Crows need to be strong in that lead and just say, no, no, you you're suspended from the club at the moment as a whole. It, 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 they do need to show really strong leadership there and don't make it a decision for those players to have to make. It's their decision to make uh, and they need to make a strong one in that regard. Uh, Lee, thank you so much um, and, and appreciate you calling in and making sure that you're holding us to account that we give that the airtime uh, that it should have. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Obviously, it has been played throughout the day, though. Uh, Dwayne played the full press conference. Bob and Andy have spoken about it as well. But I think Lee was referring... More to, to other forms of media than he was to us one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The floor is yours this evening. I've got an hour to spend with you, so you can put anything you want up on the agenda, whether it's Carlton uh, and what occurred today. Luke Sayers and Kane Little fronting a press conference where they uh, finally confirmed the worst-kept secret in the AFL that David Teague wouldn't be coaching. So a full football departmental review. So a full review of the full football department, and at the moment, three people uh, held accountable to that. Interesting, isn't it? So a whole football department review takes place and only three people uh, are deemed unable to... uh or unworthy or unable to be able to implement the 20 recommendations that have been put to the Carlton Footy Club by that uh, external review. So you can have your say on that and how you feel about what's transpired there. The All-Australian team is going to be announced tonight. Uh, give us your All-Australian team if you like. I've had a crack at mine. It is difficult to do. A finals preview if you'd like to pump up your team ahead of uh, this weekend's round of finals. Uh, and maybe even let me know who's going to be the difference maker to you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Sporting Capital.
3: The bottom line is coming out of the review, of which I've shared uh, some of the headlines from the review with members this morning. Um, we had some uh, opportunities for growth or development, if you will, around the game plan. Um, we had some opportunities around maybe too much offense and and, and not enough not enough defense. Um, David was not able to influence and and get the best out of our out of our playing group. Um, and there are a number of things that factored into, into this decision.
1: That was Luke Sayers today, the president of the Carlton Footy Club, after they uh, confirmed the worst-kept secret in the AFL, that David Teague wouldn't be uh, able to complete uh, his three-year contract and that he would no longer be the coach uh, of the Blues. So there was some improvement to be made around the game plan. Uh, Some players were confused, uh, and there was an emphasis on attack over defence. So those seem to be his massive mistakes. Um, And it's amazing that when talking about what we could improve on and what we could develop... David Teague wasn't able to actually implement the findings of the review, which I sort of find strange. And part of me thinks that this is a a, a, a review in order to cover up a firing. Uh, I, if 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 this is a full departmental review from the Carlton Footy Club, but only three people are found to not be good enough to implement the 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 20 recommendations moving forward so the biggest mistakes that we're told that was the a, a focus on attack over defense and poor defense some of the players were confused with the game plan um that all seems fixable doesn't it doesn't that all seem quite fixable and why would you do a review if you weren't going to allow the people that were currently there to implement the findings of the review it just seems to me that this is a review done in order to take the attention away from wanting to get rid of a coach, to put a big-name coach in uh, and and provide a quick fix. He wasn't able to get the best out of the playing group. No one has been able to for 20 years at Carlton. He's not Robinson Crusoe. But I wonder if you had have said to him, these are the recommendations, these things need to change and you've got a year to change it. Because this was the other nugget that Luke Sayers dropped, uh, by the way. Our expectation,
3: based on the list that we have, we're looking to make finals in 2022.
1: Isn't that what they said at the start of this year? So there we go. The same expectation has been set. So whoever comes in to take that job, uh, that's your expectation. You need to be playing finals next year or you, by the logic that has been or by the track record that Carlton's shown, if you don't make finals next year, then you're probably out on your ass as well. Uh, Muzz is in Geelong. Uh, G'day to you, Muzz. Hello, how are
5: you? I wanted to ring up on another tack, but I'll have a shot at both. Sure. Um, First of all, can you tell me why no sporting, or why there's no greater commentary on the disabled Olympic Games than five minutes on the news, and we we can listen to the um, English versus the uh, Indians, like 24-7, that's the first thing. And it's four people at Carlton. You keep forgetting the chap that's your special comments man.
1: Well, he, le- um, he, he was already going to leave at the end of the year. So he wasn't fired. Yeah, he just but, got but marched he was, early.
5: Yeah, but he's still, no offence in Carlton's eyes, supporters' eyes, he's still part of the bad rots, if you like. I'm well, he- not saying he is, but, but, but my theory was what I wanted as a Carlton supporter is you kept the coach and you got a broom and went through... Basically, everyone had been there from four years onwards, a special, special, um, you know, the the people that have line lines. Um, But the the bloke that was there today, the the other puppet, not the CEO doing the talking, Little, um, I'd heard that he was going to go and so was Brad Lloyd um, and the fitness bloke. The fitness bloke and Brad Lloyd were meant to go to Collingwood. And I'd heard that if um, Carlton sign up... um, Mr. Fremantle that Stephen Silvani was going to come back as football manager.
1: I haven't heard that, Muzz, that you're hearing things that I haven't, and I always love to hear from you and appreciate the call. Uh, we don't have the rights to, to the Paralympics. We do have the rights to the England-India Test, which is where we're going after this. Just on the Paralympics, uh, medals for the Aussies today. Darren Hicks won silver in the men's C2 3000 metre individual pursuit. Dave Nicholas won bronze in the men's C3 3000 individual pursuit. Uh, swimming finals this evening, uh, women's 100 metre breaststroke SB9 final, Kira Stevens, and then Karcha Dedekind uh, is in the women's 100 Meter breaststroke uh, S thirteen classification, uh, and then in the men's 100 meter breaststroke uh, SB eight final, Tim Diskin, uh, and then in the equestrian, the dressage tonight, Amelia White in in the hunt for a medal uh, as well. And we uh, were, sec- were second currently in the medal tally as well. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Max is in Williams Landing. G'day, Max.
4: Damn it. Yeah. Uh, g'day, mate. No, just, um, I just want to touch base on. Um the Carlton uh, board and um, the actual next coach of Carlton. So sure. um, I know that Kane Little and um, Luke Sayers did say they want someone that's um, got you know teams into a uh, into finals. But I'm thinking to myself like we're we're all constantly thinking it could be Ross Lyon, but. Doesn't ha- doesn't Brad Scott have credentials? Doesn't Nathan Buckley have credentials? And uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you, ask you: there was an article um, in Herald Sun saying there could be another board spill of um, uh, of the current board. Now, what's the um, what's the thing behind that?
1: With the Carlton board, well, they're already going to make four changes as well. There's been a, a gentleman who's been um, trying to get a, a certain set of signatures, a certain amount of signatures, I believe, to force a spill of the board in a similar fashion. I don't have his name in front of me, but I have heard that there is, and we've got a regular caller who rings up to mention that there's a Facebook page to sign a petition for Carlton members who aren't happy with what's happening. Um, it would seem, and I don't know whether that's been part of or, or helped, um, motivate the changes at board level that were announced today, but Greg Williams coming back, um, was a, was a smart move to, to be a little bit of a, um, a jingling of the keys to a cat to try and distract from what was really happening to say, hey, but look at this, Greg Williams is coming back, which, by the way, is a fantastic appointment. Um, and Greg Williams is a great football person, one of the best that's ever played the game. One, he's Bendigo's greatest ever footballer, so I absolutely love him for that alone. Uh, and whilst he is a fantastic appointment, it, it's all been done in a way to so. oh, but we're doing this today, but what about this? The, the timing of it, which was what they were trying to do by getting Clarkson, by saying, hey, we're, 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 we're punting Teague, but we got Clarkson. That was the whole, that was why the, the delay, um, in my eyes anyway, as to why they didn't, when they got the findings of the review that they were so keen to implement the recommendations of, why they didn't tell david teague straight away despite him asking his manager asking and him sitting there doing exit interviews for the last couple of days which is just humiliating um but that was sort of the reason why so they couldn't announce the big tada. so they were able to announce greg williams as well so that's going to be some of the changes at, at board level max but um you're right it shouldn't be a fait accompli that it's ross Lyon. they did say today that they're going to leave no stone unturned So if it just ends up being Ross Lyon, you can sort of say that, okay, we've done the same thing again uh, without doing an extensive uh, process. Uh, By the way, Tom Morris has written a story tonight that there were several players deeply frustrated by how things have played out. and several players who launched an 11th-hour bid to keep David Teague as coach. Uh, it was unsuccessful. CEO Kane Little was left in no doubt that several important players would have preferred to keep Teague for 2022. The players he's named are the Kerno brothers, along with Sam Walsh, Harry McKay, Jacob Wiedering and Nick Newman. He's also put Adam Saad, Zach Williams, Caleb Marchbank, Liam Stocker, Liam Jones and Tom DeConing in that mix as well. It's understood that a section of the playing group is now livid with the board, according to Tom's article, partly for sacking Teague but also dragging it out until Thursday after the season. So this is just another example of what this review is probably going to leave in its wake as well. And that's some pretty deep wounds to try and heal. So whoever comes in might just find that there's a bit of a fracture within the playing group as well if this report is to be uh, believed and and, and if that report is true. So uh, there's a whole heap to this, isn't there? And none of it looks particularly good. But again, what we're told was a fully comprehensive review of all aspects of the football department has come up with three people. Um, So apparently the players are blameless, the CEO, the head of footy, the list manager, the medical team, the high performance team, the recruiting, the development, all those areas, just a couple little tweaks to make and you're all good. But unfortunately for those three people, you couldn't be there to try and implement the same changes that are being recommended as well. Um, It's strange, isn't it? it? It would seem to me that, the substitute teacher syndrome has uh, befallen Carlton as well. So the players fell in love with him when he was a substitute teacher and then when he actually had the job seriously and had to do all the other things that came with it and had to give it um, everything that it, it required and deserved, that they're not quite liking the way in which he changed from substitute to full-time teacher. Um, I think I said at the time that I can understand, I wasn't particularly sure that, that, that he was the right person in my humble and you know very (laughs) irrelevant opinion but I don't in saying that now and I still stand firm to that because I think the track record of interim coaches isn't great if you look at the numbers and look at history the way that this has panned out has been just pretty ordinary. You can't help thinking that any other workplace where you're under review like this, you get support along the way. Even if you are going to get punted, you get support along the way. And even David Teague said it was a psychologically unsafe work environment and he lamented the lack of support that he'd received. So, it is pretty ordinary how this has all played out. But it just seems to me that The players have complained or influential players have complained that he's not who they thought that he was going to be and maybe he didn't back me up there or maybe this or maybe that. And that's what's prompted this review. And then we've done a whole lot of stuff around it to try and validate or justify the fact that he was a dead man walking. And now we'll wait and see if I'm right or they actually have a method to this. So we will just wait and see. One 736 736. Quick break and then back uh, with all of your calls. But several players being upset by this decision is just another issue that has arisen out of what's been a pretty messy situation. It's the Sporting Capital SEN. Uh, always love having your company. One 736 736. England and India, day two of the third test. Starts from 8 o'clock. We'll head over to Adam Collins and the team. who are assembled and ready to roll. In the meantime, your calls. one 736 736 Anyone wants to have a crack at an All-Australian team, please do so. Um, I'm going to roll mine out. Bear with me as I'll just drop everything that I had in front of me. So... You know my stance on... And you might not. That's a bit presumptuous of me, isn't it? My stance on this is that you've got to really try and nail people in the positions that they uh, play in over weekends. So trying to jam midfielders here, there and everywhere, I don't like. So I've given it a crack to try and get as close to what I think is is a side picked for its positions Uh, and there's been some really... It's very hard to do, actually. No wonder they keep jamming midfielders in. It's much easier to do it that way, uh, with all due respect. Um, I'll read that out in just a minute, but I did say that this was about your calls tonight. So Alex is in uh, Belfield. G'day, Alex.
2: Yeah, hey, Sam. Um, Yeah, I just want to talk about, yeah, about T, because, you know, it's a bit... I, I know it's a professional business and all that, but I did hear because you, you know Connor Henry from from Adelaide 36s. I heard he got um he got um I don't know if he got the sack, but I heard he had to do his quarantine for 14 days, and then he came out, and then they told him, "Well, we, we don't need you anymore." Like,
1: yeah, I'm not sure of the situation. I'm really not sure hard. of the circumstances around Connor Henry, so I don't particularly want to speculate, Alex. But I do know that he won't be coaching them next year. You're right on that. Yeah,
2: and it was a bit. I mean, it was a bit hard on on um Teague, but you know. It's maybe for the best because then, because you know, if they didn't really want him, Carlton, then you know it's probably not best to be around. But yeah, it's, the, it's how they did. Like, it's how they dealt with the situation. It wasn't you know they just did it. They should have just said on Monday. You know that would have been better. But yeah, all about those exit meetings and all that. But he had to do that, so yeah. it's a bit unfortunate. But that's that's the professional. You know,
1: business. Yeah, I don't know if that is the professional business, though. That's the thing. I don't know if that should be considered the professional business, Alex. I think there's a way of treating people. There's just minimum standards of decency and respect and process that you go through in these situations. When you've got a coach standing up at a press conference, which we've never seen before, we've never seen this out of lockstep. Maybe Mick Malthouse when it happened to him at Carlton, but we've never seen a coach so out of step with what the, the club are trying to do, and a club so silent Offering anything remotely resembling support of David Teague through this, where well, he's even saying, "I would have really liked to have had some support." So, th- when you when you go through a review in your workplace. You, you, you're offered certain things and there's certain uh, respect shown and there's uh, processes in place to make sure that you are looked after as well in that process uh, and it would appear that that hasn't happened here so I, I, I'm i not having a crack at you Alex but I just, I wouldn't call this the professional way of doing things and uh, the professional business of doing things and there are a couple of stories tonight obviously around a, a decent group of players being pretty unhappy with the, the, the situation today who launched an 11th hour bid, Tom Morris reporting that on Fox Sports, Mick Warner's Reporting uh, in the Herald Sun that the uh, there is a, a group of Carlton supporters led by Carltonians uh, former Carltonians coterie president uh, Vince uh, Lo- uh, Lochesano um, who will formally trigger the process for an EGM and spill and try and spill the Luke Sayers led board and there's also another story uh, written on the Herald Sun website that says that uh, Luke Sayers has been catching up with uh, has caught up with um, Ross Lyon over the last couple of months. So um, the story from Sam Lansberger and John Ralph says that Carlton President Luke Sayers had secret talks with Ross Lyon in the past two months as the club considered David Teague's coaching future. Um, Michael's in Perth. Uh, g'day to you, Mick. Far away, Michael.
6: First of all, obviously, there's many layers to this Carlton yep. story and you know, it's an opinions-based business. But you're right, interim coaches don't have a lot of success when they move on. David Teague, um, Daisy Pierce. this morning, you know, she spoke really well, said having a new coach is like a sugar hit. Yep,
1: and she did. And when
6: he took over, they, they had a bounce because they were so, so defensive. You know, we didn't score more than 80 points for two years. Mm. Um, and, and all of a sudden, we, he decided, right, we're going to be an attacking-based business and away we go. Well, that was all well and good. And then last year, yes, COVID hit. But I, I remember attending a game at um, at Optus. We were eight goals in front of Hawthorne. Eight. And it just went bang, 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 bang. And we ended up losing by six. Now, then we got, and I'm a huge Teague supporter. Absolutely. Because he sent my son a message when we are in lockdown and everything else. So don't get me wrong. But then we got all these these massive game swings, and we talk about losing the players or whatever. Then we got to the off-season, and yes, the soft cap hit and whatever. But then we got told, we're going to work on our defence. We're going to work on this. We're going to work on that. And so we've got to look at the the, the big picture, Mm. even when we won games.
1: Michael, do you think – can can I just ask you a question, Michael? As a a supporter – Yes, I, be- I agree with you that it that, that is up to the coach and the defensive coach to implement a defensive strategy. But is it also up to the players to buy in and execute it? There's been that much vision shown of them just not, not doing the basics of totally, defence.
6: Totally agree. And that was going to be my next layer. These journalists, all through the year, all through the year, Kane Corns, where's the game plan? Tom Morris, where's selection integrity? Where's all these? There were many aspects of all these journalists before the review going, the players aren't understanding, the players aren't doing that, the players aren't doing this. Then Tom Morris, what a hypocrite, comes out and says, oh, some players have gone to the team. I can tell you, there's always players at every team that feels they're not getting a fair go. But Tom Morris to say, and he's been writing this story because he gets clickbait, he gets popular and everything else, to say some players, well they had the opportunity against Port Adelaide 19 goals in a row I've never ever seen it and where, where's Tom Morris going, putting it back on these players and going you know, Williams, you came over from GWH, you said yep. you wanted to play midfield and you're not fit. Well, where's, where's your accountability mate? Mm. Where's your accountability? Yep. And it's great that we, we blame everyone. And I, I'm i the first to say this was probably the most unprofessional way to handle a sacking. Uh, it was like a public stoning. You know, let's just do it one stone at a time. And I agree with you. Yes, they could have come out and said, we support you, team, We support you. We haven't seen the review yet, but we support you. And then they sack him. They, they were damned if they do, damned if they didn't. But what they should have done was at least come out and go, we support Teague until we see the end of the review. But to say the players now are coming out and go, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. They had 22 games to should have do something. The loss against West Coast. My God, they were a reserves team. There was the time to stand up and show that they believed in Teague.
1: Mick, great points and passionate ones, and I appreciate you ringing up to make them, mate. Thank you very much uh, for that. Um, Runger? And, John, uh, I'll get to you straight on the other side of this. Dylan Grimes has won Richmond's Best and Fairest, by the way. Jack Dyer medalist for season 2021. Equals second was Liam Baker and Jack Graham. And fourth was Shay Bolton. So Grimes on 51 votes ahead of Graham and Baker on 46 and Bolton uh, on 45. We'll come back and wrap it up with your calls. And we'll even have a little preview of an All Australian if you'd like to send one in. Heading to the cricket in just a moment, but let's try and rattle through as many of these calls as we can. Rungers in Clayton. G'day, Runger. How are Sam? How are you? I'm well, thank you.
4: Not bad. Sam, I just wanted to tell you I am a proud Carlton member today. Yep. I'm so happy what our club did today
6: because otherwise we would have wasted another year like what we've done for this year and last year. Oh, everybody knows... David Deak can't coach. It took him two, two years, no game plan. North Melbourne, kick seven goals. The bottom of the team, bottom of the ladder team, kick seven goals against us. Fort Adelaide, 19 goals against us. Half a West Coast team beat us. Come on. I don't know why all those members who rang after every loss on ATN, where are they now? This is the right decision the club has made. He kept playing Lachie Plowman. When that guy shouldn't be playing for Carlton. Come on. Now, all of a sudden, David Tigg is the uh, good man. Remember.
1: Well, hang on, Runga. David, no, hang on, co- hang on. He's a good man regardless of whether he can coach or not. Uh, this is not about him as a he's human a being. This is about Sorry. him as he's a coach. A, he's,
6: a, he's, a, he's a
2: gentleman, but
6: he
1: can't coach. Appreciate the call, Runga, and and absolutely respect your view on that. And obviously, your view is the view held by the Carlton Footy Club. So you are right in saying that from a Carlton Football Club point of view. He can't coach. You're 100% right on that from your view and the Carlton's view. Uh, and I appreciate you giving us a call. John's in Ascot Vale. day, John.
4: Good evening. How are you
1: going? Uh, well, thank you.
4: Yeah, look, regards to, to Teague, I... um. I probably didn't want him there anyway either, but the way they went about it was wrong. Yeah, he could, he struggled to coach, and for me, he didn't show much emotion when the cameras went into the box. Uh, he didn't have that passion, but the way they went about getting rid of him was not correct. Um, and also, I'd like to see um, Brad Scott come down to Carlton. Uh, Thank- rather than
1: Ross lloyd Thanks, John. Appreciate the call. Aaron's in Elsternwick. I've got about a minute left on the clock. Aaron, far away.
2: It's. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been sort of laughing
5: most of the day because it's tellingly history repeating. I mean, mm. seven years ago we sacked Ratten. You know they didn't do it well at all. Also they muffled it. They they an experienced coach who happened to be a
2: first, and then we go.
1: Oh, Aaron, your phone line's just dropped out on us. Oh, mate, I'm really sorry, but I do get your point about history repeating. Uh, It would seem that way, but I suppose the proof will be in the pudding. But whatever happens, I think we all do agree that this has not been handled well. Cricket's up next. I'm going to put my attempt at an All-Australian team up there and trying to pick players in the positions they actually play. And we might even throw some nominations up for who will be the Garriere's medalist at each side if they go through deep. Have a great night. Stay safe. Enjoy the finals. Best time of the year. Here we come. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender
2: Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it.